Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey guys, I want to welcome you to another podcast of Adventures in the Spirit. I have an exciting episode today of a powerful ministry that I'm sure you're going to listen to, you're going to love, and you're wanting to share that with your friends and your family to bless them. But guys, before we jump into this interview, I'd like to refer you to an incredible resource that I have offered for you, which is the Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. Right now, it's only $17. The price may go up sometime soon, but right now it's only $17, but it will draw you near to the wonderful Holy Spirit. And I'm excited that Fireborn Ministries will be launching more e-courses on charismacourses.com. Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you go through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. You can study the course at your own pace, on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter Him every day. You'll learn His names, His character, His fruit, His personality, and more. Go to FirebornMinistries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with Him Welcome today. Welcome back to Adventures in the Spirit podcast. I'm excited to be having Christy Overton Johnson as the guest, as the special guest on this episode. In her 35-year water ski career, Christy Overton Johnson fell daily. Yet in the midst of her falls, she became one of the most decorated women water skiers of all time, holding the world record in women's slalom from 1992 through 2010 and accumulating over 80 professional titles. Her life experiences as a wife, mother, and athlete, along with her relationship with Jesus Christ, have taught Christy that falls don't prevent victory on the water or in life. Through her speaking engagements and the ministries she's founded, Christy shares a message of hope that empowers people to to rise out of the waters of defeat and move on to victory. Christy, welcome to Adventures in the Spirit. Thank you so much, Darren. Well, it's our pleasure to have you on. Can you tell us about how you got into water skiing and becoming a world champion? Well, it started in 1974. I was four years old, and my father, Parker Overton, was a what we would call a Wally, uh, weekend Wally, <laughs> who just loved to go out on the weekend and ski. And so that's what the pros would call people who, who did that. They would say, oh, weekend wally So that was my dad. And he just loved to water ski, and he wanted to share his love of the sport with me. And so in July 1974, I was four years old. He tied my skis together and had some friends there on the shoreline helping us. And he taught me these two little words. He said, baby, when you're ready to go, I want you to say, hit it to the boat. And when I did that, that was a signal for the boat driver to hit the throttle, and off I went. And as you mentioned, it, it was quite an adventure. There were lots of up and downs. There were lots of victories, lots of defeats. But it was just an amazing 35 years of continuing to say, hit it, you know, making that choice every single day. And so I'm just thankful for the journey, thankful that my parents introduced me to the sport. And it's awesome if you haven't ever tried it. <laughs> Uh, I've tried but failed. 
that's okay. Try again. Keep saying hit it. Don't quit it. I will, but I, I can identify with failures in my life, but also persevering through it and God empowering us. And then from failure, leading us into success. I think so many people stop at failure. And I always tell people your victory is just one hit it away. You know, it, it might just be one hit. It might be a hundred hit it. But if you don't quit and you continue to say, you know, I'm going to try again. I'm going to learn from my mistakes. I'm going to listen to my coaches. I'm going to move out of my comfort zone and I'm going to try again and not worry about what happens. I think then we start seeing victory. It's just so often we, we quit before it happens and we get discouraged. So Christy, how did God get a hold of your life? Well, I, that was quite a journey as far as he had a hold of it as far as my belief from the time I was a little girl, but he got my whole heart when I was in my mid twenties. I was really blessed to grow up surrounded by believers. My mom and dad were believers. They had me in church. My grandparents, especially on my maternal side, were very vocal about their their faith. My great-grandfather was a pastor. So you were taught to respect God. You were taught to go to church. You were taught to pray, to be thankful, to be generous. And so I'm very grateful for that foundation of faith. But I think the danger sometimes, if, if we're not careful, is that we can grow up being surrounded by faith but we don't really understand what we believe in. And we don't understand that it's not just routine. It's not just you go to church and you pray. There is a real God who wants to have a relationship with you. And that wasn't until I was in my mid-20s that I realized there's more than just saying your, your prayers at night. There's more than just standing up and singing hymn number one, two, and four, you know, stanza one, two, and four at church and going through routine. It's There is a living God who wants to have a relationship with you, who gave his life for you so that you could know him, so that you could spend eternity with him, and so that you could have not just a great on the other side of heaven, but that you can have an abundant life now. And that doesn't mean there's no trials. That doesn't mean that it's easy, but it means that it's amid the rough rough stuff and the waves and all the defeats, there's still victory because Jesus is with you during the hard stuff. And he helps you get through those difficulties. He says in Isaiah, I will be with you as you pass the waters of difficulty. For me, it really took hitting rock bottom physically as an athlete because my life was really good. I had a loving family. I was raised, like I said, in the church. I was supported. My parents, I mean, it's just one of those, I mean, I'm not to say everything was perfect, but it was about as perfect as you could have imagine it it probably didn't seem like it at the time but now that I look back I was like man I have nothing but good memories and I'm in the prison ministry now and I know I know more than ever what an unusual thing that is and so I really I respected God but I really didn't have a need to rely on him because I relied on my parents we had financial blessings we I was skiing and my whole identity started getting wrapped up in being a professional athlete and being a world champion and being on television and sponsors and fans and all this stuff. And it wasn't until I got taken out of water skiing, I believe um, at the time I thought it was God kind of taking me out, bringing sickness, but my theology's changed on that a little bit now that I've, right. I've kind of matured. And I just really believe, I honestly believe that Satan thought if he brought these attacks on me physically. I mean, I had 16 surgeries, like bam, 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 Mm. within 
within a decade and just would rise back to the top of the world standings list, would get taken off, back to the top, taken off, and just surgery after surgery. And I thought, God, are you punishing me? What are you, what are you trying to teach me? And the thing is, God can always teach us, but I would never go burn my child's hand to teach them. The oven's hot. Right. I, I really, I, my theology has so changed, but I do believe Satan was watching my life and thought, you know what? This girl is really wound up and bound up in her skin. And if I take that from her, she's going to crumble. But what he didn't count on was that when I crumbled, I crumbled in the arms of Jesus. So good. And I was like, I was like, there's got to be more. There has got to be more than just skiing and trying to get a trophy and then going to sitting on a pew and going back out and skiing. And what I realized is there was. And so, like I said, it was in my mid twenties that I, especially right around the time that I had my first child that I realized there is more and he is the God of more. And I'm just so thankful that he was so patient and kind and drew me to himself and took what I believe Satan meant for harm. I, I I'm listening to myself. and like, I sound so cliche. And so like, Bible verse lady, but it's true because he takes what Satan means to crumble you and can use it for ways that brings you into a whole new realm of relationship, a whole new realm of provision, protection, and you get to know him. Like he says in Job, the end of Job, Job looked at, he's talking to God. He says, God, I take back everything I've ever said. I thought I knew you. He's going, but I'd only heard about you. Now I have seen you with my own eyes. And so many times we want to not have the unpleasant things in our lives, like COVID-19 or sickness or struggles, but it's those journeys of the difficult things that bring us to our needs. If we let them, we can, I think it's Joyce Meyer always said, you can come out bitter or better. And so I just so thankful that I came out of those things better because of Christ. Can you say that again one more time? The journey of the difficult. I just want that. I want everybody listening in to hear that again. The journey of the difficult. Oh, Lordy. I don't remember half of what I say. That's why I always go back and listen to. Okay. Well, then I might just. One time and said, are you listening to yourself? I said, yeah, because I want to see what I said. But yeah, I I think what I was talking about is just, just, we want to skip over the journey of the difficult, but it's the. It's that part of the journey. I, I've been doing a study on Acts 27 and 28, and this is Paul when he gets you know, shipwrecked on the way to Rome, and he ends up on the island of Malta. He has a three-month side journey after being shipwrecked, swimming ashore. Then he gets bit by a snake. This is Acts 28, that right. part. But in that, that side journey that so many people would have wanted to miss, or just get me to Rome. No, that's where... He got got used by God. People came to know Christ. They were healed. And he was also, they the people from the island of Malta showered honors on him, which in the Greek is money and yeah. provision for his ministry for the next couple of years. And they gave him a ship to set sail on. So it's the, the difficulties that we go through where we come out of them. If we let God, we become out better. We become, we're more prepared because we get to know God and trust him and see him work through us, in us, around us. But anyway, sorry. (laughs) That is so good. No, if you're on a roll, you roll, you keep rolling. Let the Holy Spirit flow through you. you. So you're a world champion water skier. I I think you've got 80 different accolades, titles, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but world champion, but you also 
learned through failure how to succeed. You kept, Mm -hmm. you know, getting up, you kept winning, you kept pursuing your goals, but then you had these physical attacks that, that took place in your life. What did it take for the Lord to lead you to launch into ministry after water skiing all those years? That's a great question. In the early 2000s, around 2002, 2003, I knew I was coming to the end of my career. I had a congenital hip deformity and knew I had some major pelvic reconstruction I was going to have to go through. So like I said, I'd already been through other surgeries and I realized there has to be more than this trophy. And so I started looking at this life that I had been given. I had looked at the platform that through God's blessings that I had been able, and a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice on my parents' part, and, and you know, to get to the top of the world in something. And well, that gives you a platform. And so I started looking at this platform. I'm like, okay, God, to, the Bible says too much is given, much is required. So what is it that you want to do? And God just showed me all along skiing was never bad. You know, me getting my identity and my worth out of little orange buoys and trophies and titles, that's where it it went, you know, it veered left when instead of staying with him, all he ever wanted to do was be a part of what he had gifted me. He had gifted me to water ski. He's gifted all of us. And so I decided, you know what, God, I'm going to, I'm not going to keep you out of skiing. And it, it's, that's what we do. We go through life. We're like, Hey, I want to have my ministry over here and I'll bring God in it, but not my marriage. I'm just gonna go home and be a wife or a husband and a mom. And God's like, no, bring me into these things. Bring me into your water skiing and your, <laughs> your ministry and your marriage and your parenting. And so that's what I did. And the first thing it is, he started showing me that, you know what, we're at ski tournaments every weekend and there's not just one believer. I'm not the only believer here. Let's give a platform for believers to come together just for a little while and acknowledge the Lord. And so started holding church services with with a couple other professional athletes, um, Sean Murray and Emily Copeland-Durham, who's now like a um, successful ninja warrior. And we would hold these church services under a beer tent. Wow. They weren't serving beer, but I mean, it was like, these were the sponsors of the tour. We would we would hijack the the tent and meet. And this was the first time I grew up Southern Baptist, Free Will Baptist, and so thankful because I have such a foundation of faith. But I grew up thinking we were the only way, hmm. only way to heaven. And and probably was taught that on occasion. You know, that all other denominations were wrong. And so here I am under this tent. We're in a bathing suit. We're in shorts and T-shirts. And I'm not advocating showing up in your bathing suit at church. But in, where we were on the side of a sh- ski tournament, it was appropriate. And right. people were worshiping. And they were from the Lutheran church, the Catholic church, the, the, the Baptist church, the Methodist church, just non-denominational churches. And we just came together, Pentecostal, and we worshiped Jesus. And yeah. so that was God showing me, I can take this thing I've given you, if you let me in it, I can use everything, your failures, your victories, your opportunities. And and so it evolved from there. It started on under beer tents doing church services. And I hope that doesn't offend anybody. Oh, but then I love it that. Led we to, love that. Ugh, well, it just kind of took, it's like, you know what? God's not just in a church building. Right. He's, he's here. He's not just in the Baptist church. He's, he's here. Because where two or more come together in his name, it's not a denomination, it's his name. 
And so here we are, we're gathered together and the church service has led to me seeing, okay, there's a lot of people that never experienced water sports. I grew up with it. I grew up swimming. And so swimming and skiing and being in the water, I've realized there's a lot of children that I could probably share this experience with. So we, we, I started a ministry in 2003 called In His Wakes. It's a formal nonprofit. And we started bringing at-risk youth out to lakes to water ski. At first, I thought, you know, I'm just going to bring them out. I'm not going to cram Jesus down their throat, but I'm just going to give them a great day doing victory, something they've never tried, like water sports. And I want to give them a Bible and off they'll go. Well, what I, I saw after the first summer doing that is in those few hours on the water doing an activity, I had built a relationship and broken through cultural, race, gender barriers, age barriers, that it it was taking the leaders of the groups that brought these kids out there, it was taking them months to do what God did in the water in, in 10, 15 minutes. So good. And because they were trusting me with their life and I wasn't, I could have failed them, you know, because I'm human, but we were giving them victory doing something they couldn't even swim. 90% have never even been in the water. So we were giving, we, we, you know, it evolved into this program and us taking these analogies and saying, you know what, today you got off the dock. Well, victory happens when you get off the dock and you don't stay there. And we got to start to give an analogy after analogy, like he's the power source. And when you fall, we don't leave you in the middle lake. What does the boat do? It comes back around just like God. And you just got to say, hit it. Cause God's not going to go like the boat until, so it's, I've got a, you know, a whole book on this stuff and just analogy after analogy. And it's like, we would be on the shoreline and God was just breaking through barriers. And what I realized is the things that you love to do is what God wants to use to build relationships with people. But most of the times as Christians, we go in and we beat people over the head with the Bible and the gospel, and we want them to come to know Christ, but we haven't loved them. Right. We haven't given them anything. We haven't taught them anything or shared anything with them. We just want to convert them. Right. And so... We have seen, it, it, In His Wakes is the name of that outreach, and we have seen thousands of youth come to Christ, baptized them in the water. I mean, God just took it, and when we just gave it to Him, He morphed it. it, it people are being healed on the, on the shoreline, and oh gosh, this is such a long answer to your question, but from that, it led to starting a magazine. God showed me I had a gift of writing and telling. I'm a storyteller. You can't tell. I like to tell stories. And, and so I started telling people stories. I started telling them in a magazine. God gave me the, the name Victorious Living. You know, it's about helping people have victory in life, but using people's testimonies. Because in Revelation, it says that we overcome the enemy through the blood of the, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So God's like, tell people stories. So I started just telling people stories and it started out as a small regional magazine. What I didn't know is that God was preparing me for something. He was preparing me for prison. Mm -hmm. And I never dreamed that God would take me from water ski lakes to prison yards. But, and if you told me that, I mean, I remember being a eight, nine year old kid in a Christian school, watching the missionaries come in and talk about their adventures to Africa. And I was scared to death. I was sure God's going to send me to Africa. No, God was sending me to prison. <laughs> so wow. Yeah. It was like not really what it scared me. But by the time we got to that season of my life, I got it prepared me for it. And how it happened is there was a, a gentleman in the water sports community named Bill who had had a moral failure. Bill would 
he would join me in ministry events, share his testimony. Well, he took his eyes off Christ. He ends up getting 15 years in the federal prison in Miami. And halfway through his sentence, somebody sent him the Victorious Living magazine I'd been publishing. So I go down and, oh, so Bill writes me a letter. Sorry, he writes me a letter. And there's just so much heart in this letter. And first of all, he apologizes because he knew his actions had caused our, energy, our, our ministry some, some harm because he was associated with our ministry. And, and then he just poured his heart out. And I just felt the Holy Spirit. And by this time, I, I, I learned to detect when the Holy Spirit's pushing me off my dock, out of my comfort zone. Right. And that was it. And so you can stay on the shore or you can move out. And I, I just asked my husband, I said, what do you think? And he's like, I think if God's put this on your heart, you need to go. So I went, visited Bill. And when I was in there, you know, I, I watched like Blue Bloods and a lot of detective shows. I'm thinking I'll just be looking at Bill through a glass or something. No, I was in this big reception room, looked like an airport terminal or something with vending machines. And I'm looking around me and God, the Holy Spirit spoke so clearly to me while Bill was sitting next to me. I felt the Holy Spirit say, look around. What do you see? Mm-hmm. And I, was, I mean, I'm having this whole internal dialogue while Bill's just filling me in on the last seven years of his life, bless his heart. I was like, God, I see people. I see Bill who is just so thankful for a visitor. I see the difference this is making. I'm looking at fathers seeing their children and mothers visiting their sons and husbands and wives. And I see angry teenagers who are so tired of coming to prison and visiting their father every week. And, you know, I'm just taking it in. And But I didn't see inmates. I saw people. Yeah. And, and God's like, I want you to take the message of hit it. I mean, it was like a download in my spirit. I just knew take the message of hit it to this people group. These are my people. They're not a number to me. And I want you to tell them that it's not over, that I'm a power source. They've just been connected to the wrong power source or they were connected. And they, not that they lost their salvation, but they, they lost their way. Like my friend, Bill, Bill is a believer, but he lost his way. And, and they've just been kind of bobbing up and down the waters of defeat, thinking God could not possibly use them or love them. And God says, you go tell them that I'm, I'm ready. They just need to get connected to me through their faith, through their word, through prayer. And they need to say, hit it, God. And if they get connected to the right source, I, I'm ready to use them. Amen. And so I drove home. I was a wreck. I, I wept. Heidi Baker always says I was, I think it's undone or something. Yes. She always says that I was undone and just, I had to pull over. I was just weeping. And I was like, God, if, if you want me to go, you put me there because I, I've i gotten ahead of you. I'm like a skier ahead of the boat so many times and sunk. I'm just, I'm not putting myself there, but I will go. The next week, somehow the Department of Corrections in, in Florida, where I was living at the time and have for the last 32 years until now, I live in North Carolina, somehow they got the magazine victorious living and they reached out to me a week after that prayer and they said hey we got this magazine we see your book we want this magazine in every prison in florida amen and the next week it was um bill glass ministry that of dallas texas calling would you be a platform speaker then a prison called and it just it just was supernatural and that's from that led a national prison ministry, victorious living, 
magazine was prepared. It's not a prison piece. Someone asked me the other day, they're like, how can you say that 95, 95 to 98% of your magazines are in prison, but it's not a prison piece? I said, well, it's a people piece. It's a Jesus piece. There's nothing like if you read it, it's going to affect you the same way as it is if a prisoner reads it. It's not. There are stories by prisoners in there, people who came to know Christ in prison. But there's, there's. It's very balanced because I want people on both sides of the fence to see that no matter what you're going through, Jesus is the answer, and that we can learn from each other. I, I see this magazine as a way to bridge the gap because I've got Roy Borges, who's in, he's been in pretty much his whole life writing articles for us. Those articles are awesome. This is a man who has walked with the Lord for decades behind walls. You want to know trials? There's a lot of wisdom that man has. How, how do you not, you know, how do you stay calm when you're in such chaos and how do you maintain your peace? And so we can learn from him. We can grow empathy for people that uh, we have a correspondence. So out of that magazine developed a whole correspondence outreach to prisoners and we have thousands of inmates now that are um, across the country that are a part of our mentorship program we have 40 um, people that are just writing nonstop to these inmates i write devotions that go in they get their own magazine and we help them with transitional support by connecting them to partners so it is just it has just grown grown tremendously but during one of those writing events, it's always neat to me to watch a new writer because I've seen some, you know, little, little older ladies that have come in, maybe grown up in a more traditional um, religious setting. And they're like, this person's a murderer. Hmm. And you can kind of see them stiff and they're starting to write this. And I'm just praying, Oh Lord, help this letter. to <laughs> We proof all the letters when we send them, but it's like, all of a sudden she kept reading and then you see little tears in her eyes and she's like, oh, this, this young man was raped at six years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that would never even have crossed her mind. And it didn't ever cross my mind. I mean, like I said, the, the stories we get and the lives people have lived, it'll open your eyes. And so through that outreach, we call it Sean Bright and Wright. We hold outreach events at churches. And people get to read the mail that they send to us in response to the magazine articles and, and respond to them in love and visit the least of these. As Jesus says, remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. And when you do it unto the least of these, you're doing it unto me. We get to do that Amen. through letter writing, through the magazine, through when we get to go in and take my boat on the prison yards and and preach on the platform you want to talk about a platform that boat platform becomes a great gospel platform awesome. so, anyway that. i'm gonna let you talk now since this is your show it's all good i, <laughs> I love sorry. it i could just listen to stories all day but we've only got like one more minute or so but uh, i wanted to do one of two things right now uh can you i was on your website earlier today can you say what does it take for a person or organization to sponsor victoria's living magazine to go into a prison basically you just go online to victoria's living magazine.com and or you can call us 352-478-2098 which pat avery will answer the phone and he'll give you all the information you need but it's it costs us close to a thousand dollars a facility mm. and we send in magazines every quarter so we we say 250 dollars a quarter will send in a couple cases to a prison and there's a hundred over a hundred magazines in each case 
Um, but starting next issue, it'll be bilingual. Wow. And that is so exciting because now we're going to get to reach the 32% Hispanic population that's in prison Massive that we have that. not been able to reach yet. And very few materials are in those prisons. So for, for the Hispanic population. So you just go online, you can do that. There's options of you basically just put the donation, but can I just say that even if it's $1, $1 sends a magazine in and one magazine will go to at least 10 inmates. Yeah. And it doesn't leave for years. We, we know that the half a million magazines that we have pumped in in the last several years, that it's touched well over a million lives. It just keeps just keeps going. Yeah. And so any any amount, it will help us and change a life. Well, thank you so very much. My listeners don't know this, uh, and I've written briefly for God TV and Charisma Magazine online about my twin brother who is in prison mm. you know white supremacy he's recently renounced it i love him I you know but he's he's in there but those people i've been i've spent i don't know how much money to go visit my brother for only an hour or only two hours yeah i know what it's like so prison ministry is near and dear to my heart because it's personal because my brother is yeah. still in a prison right now, mm -hmm. emotionally and physically he's in mm -hmm. a prison. So I just want all my listeners now out there, please pray for my brother. Please pray for Christy and her ministry and Thank massive you. impact. If you feel led by God to sponsor magazines into a prison, reach out to her ministry. Is there another website that we could refer our listeners to if they want more information? Yeah, like I said, victoriouslivingmagazine.com. And if you just don't like to write a lot, you can do vlmag.org, vlmag.org. That's a lot simpler. But um, yeah, you can do that. And you know, you can also book me to come speak as your corporation or when, when things clear up, corporation yes. or banquet or, or whatever. I just, like you said, I like to talk. So I, But I like to talk about Jesus. And I love to encourage people off their spiritual docks, whether they're in prison or whether they're in a church. There's a lot of people in their spiritual docks that are in captivity in church. So just thankful that God just loves us and meets us where we are. And I just want to say, Jared, if later you just give me your brother's information. And if, if he would like to receive our magazine, we would love to, to send him that magazine. And so keep him encouraged in his journey. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so very much. Hey, guys, that was Christy Overton Johnson incredible ministry, Victoria's Living Magazine, making a massive impact for the kingdom of God right here. Uh, you listened in to her personal stories. Please feel free to reach out to her ministry. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and adventures in the spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com and like us on Facebook, and may you have your own adventures in the Spirit.